What's going on, family? It's your man, GB. It's Wednesday, and that means it's time for The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. How is everybody doing? I hope you guys are fantastic. We're just uh, a couple of weeks away from a brand new year, a brand new decade, and God can only know what's happening in the world of pro, pro wrestling then. But listen, we're your source for what's about to happen in pro wrestling and what's already happened. So listen, we got a cool show lined up for you today, and I brought in some uh, some artillery, some heavy artillery. My good brother James White is with me. What's up, brother? Oh, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Man, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm cool. I'm great. Literally, literally cool because the weather changed oh. on me down here in Houston. Wow. And um, yeah, it's very bipolar. So so define here. cold in Houston. I mean, cold is cold, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I know cold-natured people in northern states and stuff, you know, because I know you were from New York mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and you moved to Virginia, yeah. which doesn't know whether it wants to be the south or the east it, or the north. It has or, no idea. It's no just idea. here in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on the southerners about, you know, being too cold but listen right now it's like 44 degrees okay no that's it that's fair no that's when, when it, it's usually it was, 70 or 80 44 is cold yeah it was 70 on sunday see and and that was 44 so that's yeah. a degree switch yes okay yes my tire pressures change mm-hmm. so i don't need this judgment for you northern people right now okay i'm cold look don't feel bad uh the further south i move the thinner my blood got so there you go. <laughs> yeah, so they laugh at me too because I'm like, oh my god, it's why is it so cold out? And my car says 52. I'm like, no, yeah. it's freezing though. So trust. Well, me, you you I are officially it. southern yes. now. Yes, yeah. I'm. And and southern. speaking of southern, uh huh. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. The sir. newest member. I don't know if I should be the one announcing this. No, I think maybe you know. Well, since Courtney didn't show up, then. <laughs> And we don't know. We'll never know when Brandon you shows know, up. He's just clack could be anywhere. God, he's like Haley's comet just yeah. comes around every four to two years. I don't know, <laughs> but but this news just cannot be contained. I oh. think the people need to know that yeah. you are not just listening to the host of the faction. Gerard Bonner is now the newest addition to the announced team of Southern Honor Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you, brother. It is it's just unbelievable how all these things have happened. And um, I, I I, mean, I, I guess I could take this. I, I was probably going to take the next segment to talk a little bit about how it happened. So uh. so maybe I will, because I think I think the story is and I don't normally talk about my stuff, but it's a story that's so unbelievable that <laughs> it's worth telling. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. But I will just say I am beyond excited. Anybody who knows yeah, me knows that there are a couple of things that have been consistent in my life in terms of passions. Um, and I think they came about the same time being both music <laughs> and wrestling. And um, for me to be involved in both right now in a really tangible way is just something that's unbelievable and and uh i believe kanye west said it's a god dream and uh yeah. i really I, it, it is and when i tell you guys in the next segment how this happened you're all going to be blown away because i'm still just 
I'm just tripping. So uh, yeah. I'm excited. Jackson's tripping too. Oh, he is. Yeah. He he is. Yeah. And it's just been an exciting few days around here. And uh, I just got to say uh, thank you to everybody in Southern Honor Wrestling who has literally welcomed me with open arms every single day. Something has happened on social media that just blows me away. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty amazing time right now. But, yeah. Uh, it's still surreal to say that I am a part of the color commentary team for Southern Honor Wrestling, and I couldn't be more excited. We've got a huge show coming yeah, on man. January 10th, which I'll be sure to tell you guys about, and we'll probably have some guys on uh, come in the coming weeks. But, yeah, just wow. Wow. That's awesome, wow. man. Wow. You're like the Black Morrow. <laughs> you know what's funny? People are starting to say that already, which, you know, I, you guys know how much I love Mauro Ronaldo and, uh, you know, color commentary. I don't think people really understand. Like, you have to really be quick on your feet because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And um, the last thing you want, just like radio, the last thing you want is dead air. So, right. you know, it's uh, it's really something. So, uh, yeah, I promise I'm going to give you the full details of how this happened in the next segment. That's a guarantee. Um, how how was your week, man? Uh, that's that's a loaded question. OK, uh, but I will say this. Um, I'm very, very excited about the wrestling year that's coming up in 2020 listen these last i i told the world i've been telling them for the last couple of years that we're in the middle of one of the greatest times in the history of pro wrestling maybe they'll start to believe me now but boy all these years have been setting up the next year very very well absolutely and as jackson is very excited right now he's about the rest of the year you know he's overcome with emotion jackson is really auditioning to be the next member of the faction he shows up every week uh, ready to yeah. contribute, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's got a little NWO on him, man. He just he, does whatever he wants to he do. He does, he does, yeah. and we're gonna get into uh, their role in a minute. But certainly, if you've been missing our shows, we had some quick hits. We've got all sorts of cool things that are happening. So you have to go back and subscribe to our podcast, available on iTunes and Google Play, and make sure you're following us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. So speaking of the NWO, uh, for today's show, we're going to be talking about the NWO and the uh, newest inductees in the WWE Hall of Fame. There is some controversy around it, so we'll talk about that. Uh, the WWE's been busy in both the world of suspensions and future endeavors, so we're going to get into that. We'll talk about the future of ACH, the future of Matt Hardy, mm. The return of Mauro Ronaldo, and we're going to get you ready for the final pay-per-views of the year from the NWA and WWE. But first, we'll kick things off with music from Skillet. This one's called Legendary. You got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction.
Son. Welcome back, you filthy scoundrels. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is James White. Yes, they let me back in. Oh, boy. And I'm here on the remix. You just heard from Skillet. It's, that was legendary. It's, it's, and I, I think that's appropriate. It's Because if you notice, the show's are always legendary when I'm on it. Oh, so I thought that boy. was an appropriate song. You know, Positive, for, as you say. Force a yes. Habit is funny. It's, it's the faction, not the remix. Oh wow! Let's <laughs> force a habit. I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's understandable. It's all good. It's all good. Well, look, we, there's so much to get in. Let's start with this. You know, in this era where WWE has not released anybody since the uh, advent of AEW, uh, they have now gone on and been public about four releases, including the release of Luke Harper, Sin Cara, mm-hmm. and the Ascension. 
Of course, Luke Harper uh, had been looking for his release uh, shortly after WrestleMania. Sin Cara mm-hmm. had expressed uh, his desire for a release about a month or so ago, and we've just not heard anything from the Ascension. Um, what do you th- what do you make of these uh, releases, and where do you think we'll see these guys um, in this new era now that they are free to go? Well, I think it's three different degrees of releases. Okay. Um, with the Ascension, I totally forgot they existed. True. I had not seen them, nor have I desired to see them on anything. Right. At all. Yeah. Um, Connor and Victor, I'm sure they're good men. I'm sure they're great individuals. I know one of them has a marriage license. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, because he was the one. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. The big guy, Connor. Yeah. yeah. So God bless him. Hopefully his ministry will take off. But right. as it relates to wrestling, once they got out of NXT, yeah. there was they just did not pop at all. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it was, even when they were doing the thing with Brizango, right. which was kind of cool, it was like, but it's the ascension, right? Right. And, right. Right. <laughs> right. And kind of took a little smoke off of it. Yeah. Because it's the ascension. And at that point, you just got to give up the gimmick and do something else. Yeah. You know, you've got to go Hall and Nash and just go by your real names and take the paint off yeah. and, you know, do something different. But they kept being the ascension mm-hmm. and there's no need for them. So, I mean, you know, I wish them the best. I really do. Yeah. Um, as far as Sin Cara was concerned, that's not the original Sin Cara anyway. True. That's Hunico. And um, God bless him. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those people that you needed to see when the, uh, a character who couldn't take an L needed to get a victory mm-hmm. you put him against Senkara yeah. and sure. he wasn't like the original Senkara anyway he's like a fat version of Senkara right. or or an older version like Senkara that can't move mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, uh, I'm good thank you so him requesting a release I'm like okay yeah. okay yeah okay but Luke Harper was different because this man actually has like real present talent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they just dropped the ball on this guy multiple times. I think people forget he was an intercontinental champion. Sure was. And a tag team champion. And a tag team champion on multiple occasions. Once as a member of the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. Another one and with the Bludgeon Brothers who I still believe they just completely dropped the ball on that tag team. This is the same tag team that squashed both the New Day and the Usos at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Two of the greatest teams of all time. And they squashed him yeah. in a minute or so yeah. because they were that dominant. His moveset, um, uh, the combination of speed and power and agility mm-hmm. can tell a great story. Yeah. Um, I remember when he went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles mm-hmm. um, for the number one contendership. Yeah. And you could argue he should have gotten that. Yeah. The man can wrestle. Yes. The man can wrestle. And I know he looks like Bruiser Brody's um, illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I know he probably hasn't bathed in 17 years. <laughs> but that is besides the point. Right. When you got talent like that, that's not the type of talent that you mid-card or lose by the wayside. You give them the ability to do something with what they have. And it just seemed to me like the WWE was never, ever interested in doing anything with him and that's the thing that the wrestling fans don't get and i don't i'm one of them i don't understand why you would just let a talent like that go you know with all of the brands available to wwe and all of the options i mean why not if you weren't going to use them on smackdown or raw you could easily uh send them over to nxt as you did with killian dane and Breezango and finn balor there's a lot of folks who and, qualify and here's for that. The, 
And here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. And I'm going to give me just a minute on this. NXT is no longer developmental. Correct. NXT is legitimately a third brand. Mm -hmm. It is not. It's not a demotion to go to NXT. And and my thought, and I think I think these sentiments have been shared before on this show. If I'm a wrestler, wrestler, I'd rather go. Yeah. To NXT. Absolutely. Instead of being on Raw and SmackDown. So, with my thought process is, he's got a lot of worth. There's a lot of matches whether as a singles competitor or even as a tag team, there's a lot of matches that he has not had. Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him, if you wanted to rebrand him, you've done the rebranding before the Bludgeon Brothers, and he's shown he can make it work. That type of talent, you keep in the fold because that type of talent, once it goes into another promotion, could be a top star. And is super driven to be a top star. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and every every other major promotion that's out there could use him mm-hmm. and push him to the moon. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I'm intrigued to see where all of them will end up. Specifically, Luke Harper, because I think that's where uh, a lot of the great, great talent is. Speaking of great talent, <sighs> we'll touch on this very briefly because I don't really know what to do with this. ACH is back Uh-oh. in the news. Um, ACH, as we know, was actually silently released by WWE per his request and uh, began working again on the independent circuit as early as December. He was uh, here in Atlanta just last Sunday, December 1st, and um, had booked some more dates, including a date uh, at the end of the month, and then went on Twitter this week in another move where he is decided to quit the wrestling business. He said there are sharks, there are bad people, etc., etc. That raised the ire of Crime Time member Shad Gaspard, who had quite a bit to say about that. Um, and there's just been a lot back and forth, including ACH changing his, um, <laughs> his profile picture on Twitter to a picture of Shad Gaspard with the Jordan Miles... A uh, black face over his mouth, which just—I mean, it's just a bad. What are we doing with ACH right now? Man, I thought this was just about a T-shirt. What is going on here? Uh, this, is, this is crazy. I, you know, maybe, and, and I have to be careful um, when I deal with black wrestlers because um, people may not be able to tell by my um the melanin in my voice but i'm a black guy the melanin right? in my so, voice i love that um uh, yeah and my last name is white so that could throw people off sure but I, um I, I'm, I'm a chocolate person and so normally and i don't think it's racist but normally we kind of cheer for or give the benefit of the doubt to black wrestlers because they are few and far in between in the wrestling business now lately we've seen an uptick of um, black wrestlers getting major spots. Yeah. You know, I mean, w- one of the greatest moments of this decade was Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship Absolutely. over a top star in Daniel Bryan yes. and beating him clean. Yes, but that um, you see what we we've seen with the New Day. Keith Lee right now is being pushed to the moon. Yes, and deservedly so. The Street Profits have a great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, even in other promotions, Jay Lethal Absolutely. has been a, a strong champion yes. for a long time. Um, you're seeing what's, what's happening with Kong and in AEW. Um, Scorpio Sky has 
being pushed to the moon in AEW. And so um, seeing another promotion, black wrestlers, quality black wrestlers, and I'm, I'm leaving out a few, um, but quality black wrestlers. And, and so it's kind of hard to push the race card in these promotions when you're seeing, you're seeing other black wrestlers being treated well and not having those same issues. And then when other black wrestlers speak out against you, Okay, now the issue is totally you. Yeah. And something else is going on here. Well, the issue is totally you. I don't want to speak too much about ACH because I don't know the guy. But when you keep doing, usually your actions tell on you when you keep acting. And the way he has acted, it looks like, well, we know who the fall guy, well, the, the main guy in this situation or you know, the, the error we can point the, to. The unfortunate thing is, um, you know, there had been rumors of and. Uh, he has admitted uh, to having issues with anxiety and mental health and things of that nature. Well, I and think that's a... You know what? I think... You know what, Jimmy? I I know people and I got family members mm -hmm. who have legitimate clinical mental health issues. Yeah. Okay? Um, being hypocritical is not a mental health issue. Uh, <laughs> that's not schizophrenia. I've been around schizophrenics. I've been around people who literally need to take medicine every day to act somewhat sane. It's a disrespect to people who actually have full clinical mental health issues to blame your um, lack of consistent action or your lack of integral action on mental health issues. No, this is who you've always been. It's just when the light keeps shining on you, it keeps exposing you've always been you know the unfortunate thing here is um it it has been documented that you know wwe had very silently given him opportunity to you know work through his issues um mm. they actually um gave him space to even go back home to be able to work through things hold on Man, they, they do so much they do they really do so much they go out of their way especially for the last 10 years Look how much rehabilitation they've given to wrestlers Absolutely. like Scott Hall and Ric Flair and, and everyone else. And, yeah. Sean Waldman. I mean, the good God, they're giving this guy another Hall of Fame spot. Right. We'll, we'll get to that later. Right. Um, but but they have gone out of their way to be supportive of family, uh, supportive of people who actually have issues. They've rehired people and placed people in other positions because they know if they take them out of the wrestling business, it would be further damaging to their health right. mentally and emotionally. No, to put that on the WWE like that, and I'm not saying they've always been equal opportunity, but I can't hold you against what you did in the 80s and 90s. I just can only speak about what you're doing now. And what their record for the last couple of years has been good on that issue. So for him, and especially you know with him doing this back and forth with Shad Gaspar, who doesn't have an iron in the game, he's just expressing, listen, I've had my own issues with WWE, but this ain't it, man. This is, this is all you. And for him to take the Jordan Miles thing and put that on Shad Gaspar, that means, okay, yeah, that's this is this is high school stuff. And yeah. and you're a grown man. Yeah. It's so. it's a it's a bad scenario all the way around. And this is what happens, unfortunately, when you're not committed to taking care of yourself. And so yeah. I'm concerned about this because if you have issues with WWE and now you have issues with the independence, which you chose then to go back to, yeah. then yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's the issue is you. Yeah. 
So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I did promise to share the story of Southern Honor. I'm going to do that. We're going to get into Monday Night Raw uh, and a bit more as this should be an absolutely fun and fantastic show. I can't wait to share this story. It's really something very, very special. But right now we're going to go into some music. We've got music coming to you from Survivor. We're going old school. <laughs> this is Eye of the Tiger. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfide Radio. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction.
are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. I got my shows right now. <laughs> Praise God. This is James White. You were just listening to the song in which my second favorite wrestler of all time used to come down in world cha- world class championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. The modern day warrior, Kerry Von Erich, oh, yes. used to come down the aisle to Eye of the Tiger. Oh yeah, man, Ugh. with the yellow robe on. Yes, re- you remember? Oh, come on, gosh. man. Oh my gosh, Kerry Von Erich. And the Eric. girls pulling at him like they were rock stars. He was my favorite Von Erich. Absolutely. He was my favorite Von Eric. He just had the Did you look. see the story on them? I did. There there have been several Man. stories on them. Ooh, but yeah. the one that um I think Viceland. Oh my did god, that one in oh. their wrestling series. Oh in oh. Dark Side of the Ring. Unbelievable. Yes. And yeah. Kevin is the only one that's still alive. The only one. And his sons are wrestling now. The sons are wrestling. They are now. in MLW and uh doing some pretty impressive things. So congratulations Ironically. to them. The irony, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, we've talked about that series before, Dark Side of the Ring. You guys can make mm. sure you check that out. Uh, it's available on demand or on the uh, Viceland app. So definitely uh, check that out. So I promised you guys earlier in the show, and people were wanting quick hits on this, and I just was like, it's the best way to do it on our weekly show to tell you uh, the path to becoming the uh, color commentator for Southern Honor Wrestling. So we have to go back to like two months ago where uh, Courtney was in town. He and I went to the uh, one-year anniversary of Southern Honor where they did war games, and we met the commentators then. Uh, Brandon Benefield was one of the commentators, and they have a, a great podcast called The Mean Street Podcast. So we were just kind of connecting on that particular level. Um, their show is once a month and uh, I've become a regular really since September Um, so it hasn't been long but uh, I've been a fan of of what they've been doing so um, of course you guys heard uh, we did a podcast um, on the way back it was part of our on the road series from uh, Southern Honor talking about our experience there Uh, they heard the podcast and absolutely loved it Um, They even shared the pot. Matter of fact, uh, the general manager, Gary Lamb, um, made it required listening for uh, their entire crew. They spoke so highly of that paper of that uh, uh, podcast. And then we had an episode where we interviewed Gary Lamb and all that was super cool. So November comes and um, I'm in the front row. And during intermission, I see that there is only one guy in the commentary booth. And so I said to Brandon, I'm just like, hey, man, like if you ever need help, you know, by all means, let me know. And he was like, "Okay, sure. (laughs) But, you know, we're in the music industry. So, you know, people say, "Okay, sure. And, you know, know. (laughs) so fast forward to last Friday, Um, last Friday had a really full day here. And, um, you know, as you guys hear, my son is is with me and um, (laughs) he was it was a full day. And so when it was time to head to the show, I just, you know, I'd had a really full day and I needed the show. I just kind of needed to be there. Um, And it was 730. The show started at eight. So 730, I walked to the door and the lead booker literally meets me at the door and says, hey, man, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. Do you want to do commentary? Wait, wow. wait, what? <laughs> so, so before I could think straight, I was like, absolutely. And so then it hits me like, okay, do you know what you just said? And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. 
So then we went to his car. I go back and I run into Gary Lamb, the general manager who we've had on the show. And Gary says, hey, um, you know, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. You know, you don't check your Facebook or anything. And this was so odd because <laughs> I'm usually on social media all the time and it was the one day mm-hmm. I wasn't on Facebook and I didn't remember getting any notifications so I'm like what's going on so he says hey listen you know you can do commentary tonight and if it goes well it'll be a permanent gig so I'm like wow, wow. so yeah. I literally have like 15 to 20 minutes to prepare I'm in the booth with Brandon he's put down a couple of notes in terms of just remembering some of the guys but there were some guys you know that were new to the promotion that night that they didn't have information on um, and uh, then I had just kind of a run sheet in terms of the order of the matches I didn't know what was going to happen during the night or anything mm-hmm. and um, and so we get off uh, into the first match and uh, by the end of the first match uh, my, my partner Brandon is just like man you're a natural like this is just mm. and I was like wow you know because in my wow. head I'm just thinking like okay you know you need catchphrases you need all these things and my thought was this is the opportunity I've waited for my entire life okay yeah, man. what I will not do is screw this up <laughs> you know I just I just won't so the night ends and um it was a full three-hour show, two-and-a-half, three-hour show. Ended up going in the back, um, helping with backstage interviews and things like that. So finally, uh, Gary says to Brandon, he says, hey, um, how did he do tonight? And Brandon goes, eh. Then he was like, no, seriously, he killed it. He was amazing. <laughs> and so then they asked, do you want the job? I'm like, absolutely. And that is how I became part of Southern Honor Wrestling. So... Uh, we, we need like a clap. Uh, <laughs> we we need uh, we need something. So yeah, I'll, applause I'll, you know, I'll just say this. I mean, it, you know, the the crazy part is three different people had were trying to reach out to me, um, and I missed all of them, which just is amazing. Uh, just to see how God does things in His timing, and um, and how no dream is too big for him yeah um you know those of you who know me you know how much obviously we were doing this show because i love pro wrestling and um you know many don't necessarily see i I know this the path into the music industry certainly seemed a lot easier than the path into the wrestling business um Mm -hmm. and maybe that's because you know i had music folks all around etc etc but you know the cool thing is you can never put a limit on what god wants to do in your world and um, you know, to see how they have received me, and this has really turned into a thing, like a, th- yeah. a real thing, you know. So I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, and clips are coming out like on a regular basis. So if you go and follow Southern Honor Wrestling at uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, they're releasing clips where. Um, and, and this is the part that people didn't understand. I think people thought. I got the job and they're waiting for when I'm going to do commentary, not realizing, no, I actually did commentary already. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's nuts. One of the, one of the best compliments I saw was a comment from one of the, one of the photographers yesterday. Um, one of the photographers at the event who said I could overhear them doing commentary and you have a powerful commentary team. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. If the photographers who know the product 
feel that way, then wow. you know, I, I feel really good. So uh, thank you to everyone from the faction, uh, all of our followers who have been so kind. And I got to tell you this. So here's the reason why I missed the notifications. <laughs> because during Survivor Series, uh, I had to be out for something. And so I had to shut off all of my notifications because some of our faction followers who will remain nameless um, mm. love to talk to me in the moment <laughs> about these events. And, you know, James, like, you know, be because of all that we do, it's not always a given that we're sitting watching live. So right. even when we right. talk to each other, we'll make sure like we're not sharing spoilers and things like that. And right. so for right. me. To avoid something just randomly coming through, I shut them all off. Um, gotcha. You know, and I forgot to put them back on, and yeah. uh, it's hilarious. But it's it's an amazing deal. So if ever you guys are in Atlanta, or quite frankly, it's worth making a trip to Atlanta. Some huge things have happened at Southern Honor in just their one year of existence, and to be a part of this incredible crew is just uh, amazing, amazing. So well, I will tell you, man, of course, I'm you know, my brother, so I'm obviously proud of you. Thank I've you. known how long you've desired to to make your foray into the mute, the wrestling business. Yes. And to see this stuff, it's just not small no. at all. No. Um, and this is where, for people that they need to understand that WWE is never a starting point. Right. Um, companies like AEW are not starting points. Mm -hmm. They get 95% of their talents from places like Southern Honor Wrestling. Yeah. Not only the wrestling talent, yeah. but also the talent that works around it. This is where you find your Gordon Soli mm -hmm. and your T Tony Schiavone. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is where you find them. And so, yeah. um, and this is also your ability to be a star maker. Yes. Is vital and key. Yes. When you go to the arenas, you don't necessarily hear the commentary, but when right. you're watching it right. on the broadcast, your ability to sell a move yeah. or to sell a moment to yeah. build up a wrestler who may not even be as good as you're building him up to be. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, we, we've seen wrestlers' careers take off yeah. because of what is said about them Absolutely. in certain moments. And Absolutely. so having that opportunity, you may find the next Seth Rollins mm -hmm. where you are. You yeah. may find the next AJ Styles where you are. So. Yeah. Congratulations to you, man. I wish you the you. best. Thank you so you know much. we're cheering you on, man. I'm excited Thank for you. you. Here's here's the part uh, that other people also don't understand. But this is this, see this is why you can never uh, deem opportunities small. Um, because first of all, what people don't understand about WWE, while for many that's the pinnacle. Um, one of the big complaints that come from a lot of the uh, folks who've done commentary there is that, you know, Vince or someone else is in your ear feeding you what to say. So you don't necessarily get the opportunity to be creative, the opportunity to call things as you see them because you're being told how to call them um, to have pretty much autonomy in how you call a match. Um, is something super special to me. And um, the piece that people don't know is that the lead booker for um, Southern Honor and the bulk of the production team also simultaneously work for AEW. Wow. So, so this is really, uh, wow. you know, and, and I'll tell you this, people don't understand this. There are so many people who keep talking about stepping stones here. There, This is not a stepping stone for me. This for me is an incredible opportunity yeah. that I intend yeah. to put 
everything I have into. I don't have a. I'm not sitting here going, well, my next stop is AEW or WWE. No, no. I am firmly committed to Southern Honor because what Southern mm. Honor is building is something absolutely special. And I know this. I went as a fan, not knowing anybody there, and found mm. myself hooked by match two. So, you know, to be able to call a promotion home um, that I personally enjoy is something very, very special to me. Yeah. So, yeah, we gave we gave Jr. a lot of grief because he was calling matches for New Japan and even a little bit of AEW mm-hmm. with little interest. Yeah, uh, because he wasn't invested into the product. Right. Um, as much. And now you're seeing it, it grow just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that makes your your inflections in your voice have to be real yes uh, as a as a commentator you really have to be ensconced in the product so um just listening to what i what i saw before mm-hmm. and the timing of it and i i, and I do think being here on the faction yeah. has prepared you for yeah. a situation like this absolutely when you've got the characters like brandon clack oh my yeah. god yeah. and and <laughs> courtney and beard. courtney beard and having to manage through those two rather interesting individuals (laughs) um at the same time where you never know what's going to come out of their mouths and you've got to keep a self-respecting show and we're not even going to bring up our show on the remix (laughs) which could be worse in that aspect so (laughs) absolutely so so having to mud no travel through those particular waters yeah because matches have different paces sure you could be calling a move set and they're already moving to another one Mm -hmm. and then you got a person sitting next to you who's the lead commentator yeah so you don't want to overstep that particular bound absolutely and then sometimes a move doesn't work and then just finding those those creases and those spaces yeah that's not easy to do man so yeah. um i'm watching you i'm, I'm cheering you on i'm I'm, you. I'm praying for you Thank hopefully you, so you do much. a heel turn and you have a heel character well you and, know it's interesting <laughs> it's interesting to see the things that are coming and uh i'll just say this it certainly feels as though there is a, a unique fire now in southern honor wrestling um just great breaths of fresh air so shout out again to to uh, my broadcast partner, which is so cool to say, uh, Brandon Benefield, aka B Dub, again, who has a great pro- podcast, which you guys should check out. It's called yep. Mean Street Podcast. Um, we also have a brand new ring announcer. Her name is Diana Michelle. We had a really cool moment. Um, she's fantastic. So it's just a super cool team that's being amassed at Southern Honor Wrestling and some fantastic action in the ring. So, uh, guys, check it out. It's worth a trip here to Atlanta from anywhere. Um, our shows are usually the first first Friday of the month with the exception of January which will be January the 10th um, and uh, we're going to have a dog collar match with uh, Joe Black and William Huckabee when I just tell you these guys are I mean it's a war that is just unbelievable and we have a clip up actually uh, of the contract signing where literally William Huckabee takes a knife cuts himself on the arm and signs the contract with his own blood. My goodness. I could not believe what I was seeing. And so you'll you'll hear that call and a few other ones. So um, some fun, fun moments again. Thanks again to Southern Honor Wrestling. What an incredible honor it is to be a part of this team. And uh, I promise you, history is going to be made in 2020. I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait. So (laughs) it's a fantastic time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. And when we come back, uh, we're going to get into 
uh, some of Raw. We're going to get ready for these pay-per-views that are coming up this weekend because there are two, one from the NWA and one from WWE. And um, we have to get into the future of Matt Hardy. Hmm. And we might even get into some best of the decade stuff. I don't know. It just depends on the kind of time we have. But right now, we're going to go to a break. Um, let's see. We're going to go to the movies, some music from... Where are we? We're in segment three. Wow, we're in segment three. Holy cow. Okay. Good <laughs> <laughs> grief. This is the theme song for the NWA, their show NWA Power. Here's Dokken with Into the Fire. You've got it locked to the remix. The remix. Here I go. The Faction. Yeah, yeah oh there you go. God. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of that. <laughs> Action powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Hey guys, this is Gary Lamb, owner and general manager of Southern Honor Wrestling, and you're listening to the newest and hottest podcast out on wrestling, The Faction.
Welcome back to the faction. For those of you who may have been confused by that last, um, <laughs> that last thing that GP said, no, this is not the remix. Even though two remix guys are on the show, yeah. this is actually the faction you just heard from Docking and Into the Fire. Oh my yes. goodness! So uh, of course that is the theme song for the NWA. The NWA has their big pay per view called Into the Fire coming up this Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about that very briefly. I won't get into a ton of predictions because I know there's a championship match that's coming, which will take care of that hopefully around Friday. But um, your thoughts, lots of matches on this pay-per-view, several title matches, including, I'm still having a hard time saying this, the Rock and Roll Express as your NWA Tag Team Champions. They'll be defending against the Wild Cards, uh, a triple threat match for the national title sees Aaron Stevens, um, who we know, of course, uh, as Damian Sandow, um, and Ricky Starks, who's been on the show, taking on Colt Cabana for the NWA National Championship. Um, and, of course, you have the uh, NWA World Championship, Nick Aldis. He takes on James Storm, uh, in a two out of three fall match, what do you think um, this NWA into the fire pay per view is going to bring to us? Uh, I love the way the NWA is building their brand back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is smart. It is for the pure wrestling fan. Yeah. That's who they cater to. The storylines that are about it are for the pure wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind a lot of the new things that we're seeing as far as the wrestling styles, but this is the type of wrestling I grew up on. Yeah. This is the type of wrestling that I love, and I feel like they're building the right way. I think they're a couple of characters away mm-hmm. from really doing something special. They've got to find their sting. They've got to find, you know, yeah. that that franchise type guy. Yeah. Um, but having the Rock and Roll Express there for the nostalgia. I was an NWA guy. You know, mm-hmm. we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. So them and the Midnight Express. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, those are the ones that made me fall in love with wrestling, man. And so to see them, even though they're 193 years old <laughs> right. and a sneeze away from leaving us, um, <laughs> the, the fact that they're still doing it in the ring, man. I mean, come on, boys. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I like it. And listen, they, NWA has one thing that no other company has. They got Camille Brickhouse. And yeah. um, and um, we praise God. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> C- 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 Camille lives up to her name. 
Yes, she mm. does. Yes. <laughs> She's mighty, mighty. Huh? Mighty, yeah. mighty. Yeah. My God. <laughs> 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 that would be Camille. No, but you know what? You're right. The NWA has the right mix of nostalgia in terms of, you know, the setting, um, their presentation. They also are bringing us, of course, established stars like the world champion um, Nick Aldis. You have, um, you know, some I guess they're building with guys like James Storm and Eli Drake and Ken Anderson. But then you have some new superstars um, that are really catching on. Ricky Starks is doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. This thing with the question mark, which I don't think anybody thought was going to really, you know, take off, but it has taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, they've mm-hmm. got, you know, they're, they're in the midst of building. And if you're building a wrestling promotion, you need that right combination of new along with established up and coming. We want to watch the process of somebody building. And so uh, this pay-per-view for the NWA their first pay-per-view in a while um i think is going to be something very very special it's the first really independent one since this relaunch for them and uh i'm excited for them so again that's happening this saturday you can check it out on uh, fight tv 605 p.m start time eastern and it should be absolutely fantastic let's delve into very quickly monday night raw um which uh we don't necessarily have to go match by match as we would if, if Courtney were here, but I do want to get your thoughts on uh, Monday Night Raw. There were a number of things that happened uh, as, believe it or not, this is the go-home show uh, for TLC. We saw everything from uh, a title match for the tag titles, the U.S. titles. Um, we also saw, uh, I guess, an official heel turn in a new alliance. Um what were your thoughts on uh, Monday Night Raw? Who's writing this? You know, I'm concerned because, you know, we last heard before that, uh, you know, Paul Heyman was the executive director, but none of this feels like Paul Heyman. None of this. None of it. And um, how can I say this? I was put in, in I was on a staff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this very carefully, and you're going to read between all of the lines that I am providing for you. Ah, uh, yes. So I was, I was on a staff. Mm-hmm. And while I was on the staff, they told me you're in charge of this particular um, aspect of the staff. Okay, you're the be all end all mm-hmm. to that particular aspect of the staff. I said, okay. I said everything goes through you. Okay. This is this is your thing. You do it. And so I started to do it, and my superior found their way into now controlling things that I did. So now I was never, mm. I was just there to do work, mm. but I was never the final call. Mm. on all of it to the point where that person started doing it without me sometimes and I'm like okay but this is what you assigned me to do right. why are you doing this without me this is my department mm-hmm. one day and then they kind of reminded me that the whole thing is still theirs and I think that's what's going on here with with Raw Absolutely, I think they want Raw analogy. to be the B show and I'm going to say this right now in order for the WWE to be successful Raw has to continue to be the A show Hmm. I'm going to tell you why. I know the money's at Fox. I know the money's on SmackDown. I know the Friday deal and everything. But the three-hour show to be a lackluster product, there is still a lot of money in Raw. Mm-hmm. And, then there's, there, and there's a lot of talent. If you look at the talent yeah. that was on our screen yeah. on Monday night, yeah. that's, that's some A1-level talent. Mm-hmm on that show yeah it should not be so malproduced 
and horribly written. And it's gonna cause a it's gonna cause a stink in the product because none of the angles really have a finality. Right. If you didn't just tell me this was the go home show, I would have totally forgotten sure. that TLC is on Sunday. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally Which is agree. a dual branded show. It is Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I would have totally forgotten yeah. that this is a show that's supposed to get me hyped yeah. to watch on Sunday. Yeah. So is there an official match between Kevin Owens and, and Seth mm-hmm. Rollins? Is 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 that now going to happen? Is there an official match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton? We we, we see a tease there, but the only official matches they would have is Alistair Black, who's Someone needs to knock on my door. Mm-hmm. And now he's mad that someone knocked on his door. Mm-hmm. Well, you're mad that somebody knocked on your door or you're waiting for someone to knock on your door. Then it's Buddy Murphy with missing teeth and he knocked on the door and he's doing promos while you're in the ring. Like, none of this makes sense and you're wasting great talent to do it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, Raw has to go back to being the A show. You can still have A plus money in SmackDown, but SmackDown really hasn't been the same since AJ Styles left. Mm, it yeah. really hasn't had that luster of a show. I mean, they had that one pop in the initial, the initial SmackDown, mm-hmm. but after that, I mean, are you changing your Fridays to go watch it? Well, you know, here's here's the here's the funny part. As you mentioned that, you know, uh, you, you talk about Raw being the A show. Well, they're trying. To, they say SmackDown is the A show, but the truth of it is, both SmackDown and Raw are lackluster in their programming. The true A, yes. the true A show. If we're looking at content, is NXT. Yeah, that's what happened tonight. Yeah, you know, and it, it's 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 a crazy scenario that it took NXT to provide the best SmackDown we've seen. Um, it took NXT to make Raw pop. NXT is what's doing all of this and when I watch the Monday, best Survivor Series we've had in years the best we've seen in years and you know when I watched Raw you know I kind of watched it this week under slightly different guys um, and in looking at it I just said to myself my god are they talking this much on Monday Night Raw man, I mean man. it was brutal to the man. point where you know when they by the time they got to that Saturday Night Live spoofish segment for mm-hmm. the 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 Street Profits, street profits. <laughs> which I should have been excited about because it's you know it's the Street Profits being the Street Profits. I just was like, I can't believe we get more talking. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I couldn't even get into it. I was like, more talking, more yeah. foolishness. To me. Um, it is. It is just. It's brutal. And I will. I will go so far as to say this, and I'm going to say it very carefully. But WWE has to be very, very careful because the danger of being a cash cow and knowing that you're a cash cow is that it's evident that either there's poor writing or poor work ethic because it doesn't seem like anybody's inspired to deliver except the guys in NXT and they're and that's because Triple H is pushing them and you have incredible talent who has an axe to grind they're tired yeah. of being looked at as the third brand or the developmental brand they are the main roster and quite frankly there's the the competition isn't even between AEW and SmackDown or AEW and Raw it's between AEW and NXT I mean, NXT for yeah. a reason so yeah. you know I, I don't know I, I, 
I, I look at this as far as Raw is concerned, and this is this is me going a show again. You you had a prime opportunity to go head to head against Monday Night Football. Sure, you've got one of the worst games you can possibly have. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, right, right. This is if there is any time to do a bang up go home show. Mm-hmm. And I mean all the bells and whistles. And it's not just about having the talent. Yeah. It's about putting the talent in the right position. Yes. yes. You had a great main event that you created no buzz for None. through the show. None. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize that was the main event. And, and it, it, did, it didn't feel like it. It, it just felt it like it was the last show on the card. It did You know, but you've got two of the greatest wrestlers of all you know what's funny as you say that I watched uh, Monday. Strangely enough, Monday night after Raw, um, they had of course uh, what was it? Table for three. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. it was table yeah. for three that was all about the Impact guys. It had right. AJ Styles, Sting, and Jeff Jarrett talking about Impact, which was just amazing to me. Um, But then after that, they had the show photo shoot with AJ Styles, and they showed a picture of Rey Mysterio, and he was just like, I can't wait. This is a dream match. I can't wait to have this. And I'm saying to myself, wait, AJ Styles just said, I can't wait to have a dream match with Rey Mysterio. He has it to main event Raw, and we don't even realize it's the main event because they've done such a poor job. These are two two of the greatest wrestlers of our generation hands down yeah. you know um and i it, it's, it's sad it's sad it's really it's sad. really sad so i i definitely need them to figure some things out because at the rate it's going um they won't have to worry about competing with anybody we'll just be turning the channel to watch almost anything the voice anything just it's just, it, it, it's bad it's something that kevin Owens did that i think is significant for two weeks in a row he has he is purposely sabotaging storylines. Yes. <laughs> Which I just love. Yeah. Like yeah. he called out Lana. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to hear you talk. Right. No one wants no one's interested in this storyline. Yo. <laughs> and it's a, <laughs> it doesn't matter what they've done with this. Now they're putting it with a divorce. We don't care. If it starts we the show, care. if it ends the show, we don't but, but we like Rusev. We like we Rusev. We do. Which which is the weirdest part of all of this. Lana is screwing this up. Don't want to hear what Lashley has to say. And we just love singing Rusev Day. So it is it let, is let bad. them have the match and let them get it over with. Yeah. But then Kevin Owens ruined his own storyline with the AOP things. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Seth, I already know right. you're with these guys. Right. And the three of y'all is going to beat me up, so let's right. get this over with. Right. And I don't feel like that's part of the script. I feel like... Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like it surely made, his re- it made that reveal anticlimactic, for sure. Because who didn't know right. Seth was with these guys? Right. Like, come on. And, and it, coming out. And it makes no sense. It makes no. no sense. So, I, you know, I honestly thought at one point Seth was going to put his hand out and give us the shield thing, and they were going to be the new shield. Like, it just... I just no, that would... No, it would have been stupid... They've ruined everything else, so I, yeah. you know I wouldn't put it past them. Um, okay, so some other quick news items. For one, uh, the WWE we mentioned earlier in the show that they had uh, released some guys. Well, they've suspended two guys as well um, because of the wellness policy. That would be Primo um, of Primo and Epico, which I don't think anybody realized was still with the company, and Robert Roode. Um, both of whom are suspended for uh, violations to the wellness policy. Now, 
correct me if I'm wrong, I think the last time we had a wellness policy infraction, strangely enough, was Roman Reigns. Um, mm-hmm. About you know a year and a half, two years ago, and now I feel guilty because right here on this show I called him in the veins, Roman Reigns. Um, wow! And now I think wow. now I wonder if that had to do with his cancer treatment that he wasn't trying to tell anybody about, mm. which kind of makes sense. Well, consider yourself rebuked. Yes, there you go. I, yeah, I have I rebuked myself. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing it, oh, man well, of God. Thank I'm reviewing. There thank you go. You. I, I received talking about this sick man. He's well, trying to do everything be- he can to survive. It's before we knew he was sick. It was way mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we knew he was sick. So, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my God, passing judgment. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> the future of Matt Hardy is in question. Uh, Matt Hardy uh, recently took to Twitter. Um, to respond to the fact that he's been on a bit of a losing streak in WWE, and he's basically saying he's trying to ride out his time before he rides into the sunset from WWE. Do we think that Matt Hardy will be leaving WWE uh, anytime soon? I don't know if he's leaving or not. I just don't have a desire to see him in the ring anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything in ring that he can offer us. I think his entire body is stiff. And um, if he bends the wrong way, it may just fall apart. Um, the character that he had, my ability to say that with straight face is just awful. It really but, is. Um, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, the character that he had, the broken Matt Hardy, I just think was absolutely wonderful. Yes. You you can, can you can consider that the thing that birthed what we have in the fiend in Bray Wyatt. True. And, and so he had to serve this course. I think there may be some space for that character, but after the final deletion. Um, Vince hasn't had any need for yeah. that particular character, which is terrible uh, anymore. It is. It's terrible, and it certainly it certainly popped an impact. Yeah, and and kept that whole ship afloat for a, um, about a year or so. Yeah, it it was absolutely great. But now, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a space for it anymore. Maybe in another promotion, possibly. I don't know, but. As far as the WWE is concerned, you're not going to walk him down that ring and I'm thinking, oh, we're about to see a good match. Right, right. And quite frankly, I think he needs to be broken. Um, That was his thing. Allowing him to be broken did not require him to do a whole lot in the ring. It just required a whole bunch of very silly antics. And, um, you know, trying to pressure him to be the Matt Hardy of old. Um, that ship is sailed. That's not going to happen. I mean, we forget no, he, that that initial ladder match was twenty years ago, yeah. nineteen ninety nine. No, like it's, he's in his mid forties. Yes. Like I said, I mean, he he can't if he sneezes, something's going to pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing that he has not lost is his ability to produce children. This man keeps having babies, well, and um, he, he has a will. He has a not a broken vessel. A willing no, no, vessel. no! Huh? <laughs> My God! <laughs> My! It is God. not obsolete. It is no, not, it is oh, not. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> There'll be no obsolete classifications there. <laughs> My God! <laughs> maybe he needs to continue to wrestle. Stay, keep him on the road. Maybe because I mean, when he's at home, he just unloads. Well, Good God, she boy. carries the spirit of uh, the brick house. So praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she does. Yeah. And she does. And she does. 
All right, so what do we think we will see from TLC <laughs> happening this Sunday? It is, uh, again, as you mentioned, a co-branded pay-per-view, which is headed up by a Universal Championship match. The Universal Champion Bray Wyatt takes on The Miz. Um, most of this is a, well, I was going to say most of it's a raw situation, but it's not. You have the SmackDown Tag Champs, the New Day against the Revival. You've got a TLC match with Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Uh, a tables match with Rusev and Bobby Lashley. The tag team title match for the women with the Kabuki Warriors against Becky and Charlotte. Alistair Black against Buddy Murphy. And then there's going to be an open challenge with the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, do we think there's going to be anything of significance happening here at TLC? I'm looking forward to the women's match. That should be good. That has great potential to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're rushing that story. Uh, there's a lot of storylines that I think should carry over mm -hmm. uh, going into January. Yeah. And so we'll see how they play those things out. But that women's match, man, I think people forget how good Oscar is. Oh, yes. And 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 having three of the best women's wrestlers in the game. Mm -hmm. And Kyra Sane, who was no joke. No joke. At all. No joke. Um, so that they uh, have the... Now, it's funny. The, when you yeah. said three of the best, I thought you were referring to everyone but Becky. But... Wow. That's what I thought, that's what I thought you were oh. doing. You know, that's what I thought no, you were doing. No. I've, I've got respect for Becky as a wrestler. I okay. think the character has gotten stale. Yeah. Um, they they wanted her to be the flagship. The the underrated ability for Stone Cold and The Rock, the reason why they were legendary characters, mm -hmm. is that they knew how to reinvent themselves. Yes. Weekly, monthly, mm -hmm. you know, they 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 knew how to get certain phases out, mm -hmm. and she has run into a, a wall. Well, in, in that aspect, th that's the other thing is she has also not run into additional battles to fight. You know, so like they put her for a while in there with, um, uh, oh, what's the what? That's a shame I've forgotten her name. It's terrible. Uh, the the Southern Belle, uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after that ship sailed, there really wasn't much for her. And I think well, they get that she had the program with Sasha, and and that was really good. That was the hell of a match. That was, was that was good. I think they could have ran that a bit longer. Um, yeah, you know, be, considering it was Sasha's return, Sasha never got a rematch. They never fought. Matter of fact, they shipped Sasha over to uh, SmackDown, and uh, Sasha and Bailey mm -hmm. are doing their thing. So, I, I think it's unfortunate that it seems like the only real competition for Becky um, is Charlotte. Though Charlotte. I will say this to your point about the Kabuki Warriors, um, they are great as heels, and I think giving them a chance to shine is a great thing. So mm -hmm. I think this has potential to be a really, really good match. I will say this. Um, I don't have a lot of expectations from this TLC pay-per-view. Uh, I will say this, though, that I am hearing rumblings that Bray Wyatt doesn't like this red light um, for his matches. Which is and, interesting, and he will join the chorus of many, including me. Yeah, um, yeah. The the character doesn't need it. No, you know it does. It doesn't need it. Maybe for an intro, mm -hmm. it doesn't. It the character already had. God, y'all got yeah. it already. Don't mess yeah. this up. Well, you don't add too many more elements to it. We we forget that his first match at SummerSlam, they did not have the red lights. No, they didn't, so and it didn't need it. It didn't need it. So when they first brought it out for Hell in a Cell, I thought it was because it was Hell in a Cell, but I didn't yeah. know it was going to be like a thing. So uh, there've been a, apparently mm. a lot of complaints about it. Um, I don't think they need to do that to make it special. Bray is special. Period. 
Absolutely. And, um, and it's a great thing. So, yeah, it should be. But I do think there's going to be a long term thing with him and Daniel. Um, yes. So that's why I don't I don't mind the Miz as a throw in yes. in that situation because some of these things I mean let these guys tell stories yeah. let this thing build up and, and you can make great great DDP was made out of his year long feud yes. with, with Macho Man Randy Savage yes they took time and they told that story and they, and they put him into stardom you have the ability to do that let these guys wrestle each other for a while i'll go so build it. i'll go so far as to say that is the beauty of southern honor wrestling is they are letting these programs go you know um mm-hmm. the the title match that just happened this past friday uh, where we crowned a new champion in uh cory hollis was the culmination of an eight-month war there you go. You know, we've got uh, a dog collar match coming this uh, coming up in January between Joe Black and Will Huckabee. And the deal with that is that's a war that's been going on for well over a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we have to give wrestling fans the opportunity to uh, enjoy these programs over time and not just try to finish it in three weeks. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> yeah, so. We're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. It's been a lot oh, of fun. Yes. We've got to mention one more thing. Yes. The WWE Hall of Fame inductee. Thank you for mentioning that. Very quickly, uh, WWE, which they have announced uh, the first set of inductees for the class of 2020. That includes the NWO being Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and Xbox slash six. Um, and Dave Batista. Um, and so I have a few questions. I'll try to make them very quickly. But first, what are your thoughts on these as inductees? And by the way, in case you're checking your watch, these inductees normally don't happen until after Royal Rumble. So right. the fact that it's happening this early is interesting. So, well, well, the Hall of Fame is going to take place on Thursday. It is. Um, and so I think the jump on this is to try to get some ticket sales yeah. going on as early as possible. Well, the, because the other ne- thing is all of the all of the uh, WrestleMania week tickets are going on sale this Friday. So it's going to be, go. uh, be uh, that, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, all that's happening on Friday. Yeah, so that's why these two particular entities are strategically announced yeah. here. Yeah. Um, Batista still has a strong fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a person who I stopped watching WWE programming in, in 2000s a bit. And so I missed a good bit of his career. Okay. And so I remember a couple of years ago, because of the network, I went back and watched WrestleManias in succession. Mm-hmm. That match he had at WrestleMania 23 with The Undertaker amazing. was pretty darn good. Amazing. Amazing! I was there live. It was amazing. Man, but they are putting it on. And the one he had in twenty one with Triple H, Mm -hmm. won the championship, was good as well. Yeah, it's also man. Okay, okay. Batista was doing his thing. He didn't just get beat up by Booker T. He was actually a good wrestler. Right. All right. Right. So right. (laughs) Right. So he certainly deserves it. That evolution thing. Um, that run that they had, mm-hmm. tremendous, and of course NWO. Yeah, I mean, do we do, do we have to elaborate we, on that? I just I will say this: there would not have been the Monday Night War had there not been the NWO. Period. You wouldn't have wrestling as we know it. No way. The great, the greatest heel turn mm-hmm. ever. Ever. I just don't. Un- I just don't understand why Sean Waltman is in this particular group. I don't either because the last time I checked, the original NWO was three and not four. Um, and then you had other guys who joined before X-Pac slash six. So it's so if they're not all getting in, if you're not putting Scott 
Norton in this thing, if you're not putting the fake Sting, oh God, if you're not putting no, Virgil, that was if you're not putting Stevie Ray, it was all forgettable. Oh my the giant. Gosh. Are we putting the wolf pack in there? Roll Lex Luger down there. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, my God. Did where, you say roll Oh, my God. All right. We're going to go on that, note. on that note. We're going to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. James. Oh, my God. You, you can reach me and put all the NWO. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> You can pick up Elizabeth, put her in there too. Oh my God! All right, listen. Okay, okay. get them all in there. Yeah. You can you could reach me at Bonner Five. <laughs> follow us at the Faction Show across all social media, and again, follow us at Southern Honor Wrestling to be connected to all the clips, commentary, all sorts of cool things, and get your tickets for January the tenth dog collar match. It's gonna be amazing. On behalf of Clack and Courtney and, and James, it's GB. <laughs> we call ourselves the Faction here on Bonner Five Radio. 